This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Damn, I I feel bad. Rosenberg is, is in a battle right now on Twitter with Jet fans because that video went viral, a fireman ad, you know, on the flight to Vegas, and he's doing the J-E-T-S, Jet, Jets, Jets chance. And I thought Peter made a great point, man. We could all relate to this. Could you imagine being on a red eye five hours across the country and you get woken up to some some somebody screaming, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 and I'm a Jet fan saying that. So that that is that would be super annoying. Uh, uncomfortable, long flight, you're already in a bad mood, and you got the whole, you got the you got 20, 25 people screaming J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. So he had some fun with it, and now they're going at him on Twitter. Going at him on Twitter. Uh, but I do want to talk before we get back to the phone calls about the Yankees, just because I just found it very comical listening to fans lose their minds this week over what Brian Cashman said. Like they lost their minds. Here was Brian Cashman. We got good people. I'm proud of our people and I'm, I'm proud of our process. Doesn't mean we're firing on all cylinders, doesn't mean we're the best in class, but I think we're pretty. F- Good, personally, and uh, I'm proud of our people, and I'm also looking forward to 24 being a better year than 23. <laughs> I found it funny. I mean, obviously, he sounded tone deaf, and then you know, all the cursing it was uh, such a turnoff for an organization that prides itself on being first class. Uh, you can use expletives uh, in a media scrum as the head honcho, but god forbid you show up as a player. With a mustache. It's a joke. But, I mean, his entire spiel, it was goofy. It was cringeworthy and definitely annoying. Uh, but I would ask you, do you think he woke up that morning, planned to talk to the media, and just decided that, yeah, in the heat of this moment, I'm upset, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, and then he just lost his mind? Of course not. To me, this was all planned. It was a gimmick. And Brian Cashman, a lot of things we can say about him. He's definitely lost a bit on his fastball as a general manager. He hasn't been the, the best decision maker as far as his analytics department that he's put together. It's not shaping up to be one of the best in baseball. There are a lot of things you can say about Brian Cashman. He's not dumb. In fact, he is wildly intelligent. You don't become this successful uh, of a guy by being overly emotional, re- reactionary, belligerent, So clearly, in my mind, this was calculated. This is a guy who right now, if we're being honest, is battling between the insecurities because he knows what that mission statement is and he knows they have drastically fallen short and he knows that over the last, I don't know, 20 years, they've won one championship. So there's a little bit of an insecurity aspect to it. Uh, It's been a horror show uh, since 2017 that he's been the mastermind of and he's also battling between arrogance because he's a guy who in the moment yes can feel like they're not as successful as they want to be but he still feels like he he has it right like I'm I'm Brian bleeping Cashman we won four championships in five years like this is my organization and and the Yankees are living off of championships they won in the 90s how, like, how many teams could live off of titles they won 20, 25 years ago? And by the way, like, it, there's an entire generation of the fan base that barely remembers it. I remember I was producing 
Rothenberg Saturday show a couple of years ago, and this guy called in, and I was shell shocked because I had, I had never thought about this. Like he he said, you know, the 2009 championship. He's like, yeah, I have, I have memories of it, but I I barely remember it. And keep in mind that was 14 years ago. So if you're if you're 20, if you're like 18, 19, 20, 21, the memories are are pretty vague. That's how long it's been. So think about all the Yankee fans who don't know about this, you know, win, their, their winning ways, who don't know about all that success that came so early in his tenure. They're looking at a team that right now has gone 14 straight years without even appearing in a World Series, and that has now become the organization that celebrates championship series appearances, which is mind-boggling. It's been that long since you've actually been the New York Yankees. And they're trying to do two things, talking out of both sides of their mouth. Sell you on the mantra being the same. Yeah, it's a failure every time we don't win a championship. But also talking about, well, I mean, we did make the American League Championship Series in 2017 and then in 2019 and then last year. So the the message gets muddy because you're not making any sense. Uh, They'll point to injuries being an excuse, which is what Brian Cashman loved to do. he, He loved that this week. Pointing to Stanton being hurt. Oh, yeah, Stanton, who's always hurt. Pointing to Carlos Rodon being hurt. Oh, yeah, shocked me that a guy who has a wrist injury history was hurt. Bader, he got hurt. Oh, yeah, didn't, didn't he arrive here on crutches? LeMahieu, all he's been is hurt and ineffective since you locked him up to that six-year extension. Yes, the freak injuries to Judge and to Rizzo, those things you can't account for. Severino, <laughs> he was hurt. Yeah, real shocker there, Brian. I mean, all, all these guys you keep pointing to, oh, they, injuries, injuries. That was the reason why we weren't as best as we thought we were going to be. Uh, what, what a joke that is. It, 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 you're, you're shocked? And then he thought it was a good idea to say that you have one of the smallest analytical departments in the division? Like, that made sense coming out of your mouth. The Orioles and Rays won 20 more games than you. Toronto made the playoffs. Baseball is is telling you that the most important division of no pun intended or department is the analytics department. And you're now touting that the three teams who were more successful than you this year have a larger analytics departments. That makes sense to you. So he's got to be trolling. And it's, it's why I can't be angry because I don't respect the process, nor do I respect the decision makers overseeing the process. Like, you know, Brian Dable is someone who I had a lot of respect for and still do. So even though I'm rooting for the Jets in that game, they're playing the Giants, it annoyed me to no end that he wasn't aggressive. When we saw the first game of his tenure, he go for two against the Titans, won the game, everyone loved him. So now you're being soft? That's what annoyed me. R.J. Barrett, I've heavily criticized him. He's been great this year, by the way. But you're the number three pick in the draft. We know you're talented. We've seen you for stretches of a season be awesome. That's why I, I, I heavily criticize you. That's why it bothers me when I see you become complacent and looking all shy on the court. But these are guys that I respect. Brian Cashman, I mean, let's keep it a buck here. He, he has shown he is incapable of putting together a championship team. I can't get angry anymore. I watched those videos. At first of all, I saw tweets, and I thought, there's no way that these are serious. I'm not going to be fooled by these fake accounts. Then I saw the videos of it, and I couldn't stop laughing. 
I can't get angry out. I can't get angry anymore. Last year, I told y'all midway through the season, I was emotionally detaching myself. Am, am I going to be in such a toxic relationship with this team where every single night I'm watching them, every single night I know they're going to lose, every single night I know the loss isn't going to lead to anything drastically changing and still get mad? Of course not. That's an unhealthy way to live as a sports fan. But for him to come out and say we're pretty effing good, it's such a troll. Such a troll. This was the worst season you had in three decades. The manager you handpicked to replace Girardi almost got fired. Aaron Judge, your best player, essentially ripped the way that y'all do business in the minor leagues. The owner of the team called it unacceptable. The idea that all of this adds up to an operation that's pretty effing good is moronic, and he knows that. He actually tried to defend the trades of Joey Gallo and Sonny Gray because Joey Gallo went to the Dodgers before getting released and then also went to the Twins, who played a playoff series and was a healthy scratch. Then Sonny Gray, who we saw, yes, did exceed and is actually up, you know, top three in Cy Young. He's not going to win it, but he, he's finished top three in the Cy Young voting. But we, we know he was a good pitcher. It's just the fact that he wasn't made for New York. And we've seen countless guys like Jordan Montgomery, like Sonny Gray, complain about this organization taking away from what they do best. Let these guys who come in here with talent, with, with abilities, go out and pitch the way that they know how to. Help improve them. Help make the strengths even stronger and the weaknesses lessen them and not completely change them as pitchers where they come up here and they completely, completely throw up all over themselves. So he's trolling, understanding that the people like Yankee fans on Twitter calling up radio shows and, you know, getting on the microphone, the people calling for his job won't ever get what they want. He hears all the noise and he's laughing at the idea that we would ever question him because in his mind, he cemented himself as a brilliant mind who can never be replaced. And you, you listen to all the you know, conversation around his job security, and, and you believe it. Hal's never going to fire this guy. So he's playing the game. He's pumping his chest out, getting all angry, getting all passionate, putting on a performance. It was all planned. I do wish Mr. Cashman... You had this much passion at, that you have defending yourself as you did for actually putting a winning product on the field. Be that fiery with the computer putting this roster together. How about that? Go back to the drawing board. That would be pretty dope. But he did sound enraged. Sounded like a guy who, like, it, it sounded like he was desperately trying to save his job. But does anyone on the planet think he's in danger of being unemployed? No, of course not. So that wasn't his motivation. This was a guy who knows, come hell or high water, he's going nowhere. So on the fans, and the fans who are calling for him, the, the media who's calling for him, who, who's criticizing him and, and impugning the latest work on his resume that is now seen, again, 14 straight years of you not being able to put together a championship team, he was very condescending. And he reminded everyone who's in charge classic troll job by a guy with unprecedented job security i don't hear i don't care what happens i don't care what happens next year this guy ain't getting fired he just got a four-year extension after they embarrassed themselves in the playoffs last year 
and you could talk about getting to a championship series. I look up, your record was three and six. And don't talk to me about injuries when we all know, had you been healthy, the Astros still would have dusted you. So you, you could do all the work. You could give us all the word salad you want. The fact that they extended him four years after what we saw last season was an embarrassment and pretty telling. But instead of being mad at Cashman, which I was not, I, again, I, I found it to be pretty comedic, the person y'all should be more annoyed with is the owner. Hal Steinbrenner's the guy. Here's what he had to say. It was awful. We accomplished nothing. We, we didn't win a division, didn't make it to the playoffs, didn't win a series in the playoffs, much less a championship. I went over the winning record. That's a requirement as far as I'm concerned. So the fans uh, didn't get anywhere close to what they deserve. But we're all very passionate about this. We're, we're working our ass off. You know, we're going to do everything we can to right the ship for 2024. Yeah, bad so year. The fans didn't get anywhere close to what they deserve. Uh, how about in 2021 when you didn't win a playoff game? They didn't get what they deserved that year. And what happened? Oh, you extended the manager last year. They didn't get anything close to what they deserved when you went 3-6 and six in the playoffs. You extended the general manager. This year, you completely missed the playoffs, and we were told all throughout the season there were going to be some tough questions asked. That's all we heard. Tough questions are going to be asked if we get healthy and we find ourselves on the outside looking in. And, it was and when it was time for said tough questions to be asked, you went to Andy Pettit and Nick Swisher. Really? By the way, I don't think Boone was the biggest problem. But if you're going to hold people accountable for what everyone deemed, including yourself, to be a failure, what you labeled as unacceptable, what you just told me fans didn't get what they deserved, how does no one pay for it? Well, you know what that means? It wasn't really all that unacceptable. Because if you're a parent and your kids come home with failing report card grades and, and you're banging the tables, this is unacceptable. But they're still allowed to hang out with their friends. They're still allowed to play video games. They're still allowed to do everything that they were doing prior to those failed grades. What really changed? Was it unacceptable? Of course it wasn't unacceptable. Here was Hal Steinbrenner summing up the 23, uh, 2023 season for the Yankees. I think Cash summed it up. I mean... It was awful. I mean, we, we accomplished nothing. We, we didn't win a division, didn't make it to the playoffs, didn't win a series in the playoffs, much less a championship. Uh, you know, I, I went over the winning record. That's, so that's the same as cut. As but concerned. the point so. is, I wanted to hear from Hal because the message from Brian Cashman sounds like a different one. The owner of the team is calling it unacceptable. The general manager of the team, who's just unfireable, is saying that his operation is pretty effing good it just sounds dysfunctional to me now we're hearing they need to bunt more i mean what are we doing with this organization you're the new york yankees and this is what has become of y'all we went to the championship series and i gotta hear cashman talk about injuries seriously um listen i i can't get frustrated because i don't expect better i did not think at any point this season we get to the end Broom is going to be gone or Cashman is going to be gone. That wasn't happening. And I'll give House uh, credit from the standpoint of, like, he gets compared to his dad, obviously. I don't think you want to go full George Steinbrenner, where you're just running managers in and out. That lack of stability is going to hurt you long term. And I appreciate the fact that he's loyal to his guys. But at some point, your message becomes stale. Man, you went up there at, at, at Paul O'Neill Day last year 
and got booed by Yankee fans. That wasn't embarrassing enough for you? The harsh truth that Yankee fans just need to digest is that this organization is not moved by your complaining. They're not moved by not winning championships. So you, you can do all that, you know, championship or bust. You can complain. You can hold their feet to the fire. As long as those checks keep clearing, courtesy of those Yes Network ratings, because we know y'all still are going to watch the games and still show up to Yankee Stadium, show up to the ballpark where they still remain at, you know, as one of the highest, you know, teams as far as attendance is concerned. As long as they're clicking on those cylinders with ratings and attendance, it's business as usual because business is booming for the New York Yankees. We don't got to win championships. We don't even got to make the playoffs. As long as we get those ratings, as long as we get that attendance, and as long as our operation that we're running here is pretty bleeping good, I mean, we can't account for injuries. Lord have mercy. As long as all of that is firing... Not a damn thing is going to change. 800-919-3776. Get to your phone calls when we return. Right here on 9870 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, about what I said about the Yankees, he said, I disagree. Yankees have good seasons compared to other MLB teams. Just that y'all standards are championships or bust. You can have good seasons and not win championships. Everything about that tweet is disgusting. Because here's the problem. When you become the New York Yankees and you're now in a situation where you're comparing yourself to other MLB teams, you're now losing because you're supposed to be the gold standard. There's, there's a level of excellence that is expected with this brand that we can't resort to comparing you to other teams which is a losing argument now because I've seen the Astros win multiple championships since the Yankees last one. I've seen the Red Sox win multiple championships since the Yankees last one. Oh, add the Texas Rangers who won. The Kansas City Royals have been there. The Mets have even been there. So that's where you lose. Then you say y'all standards or championships are bust. You're wrong, bro. It's not y'all. It's the owner of the team. He said, it's still championship or bust. The best player on the team, Aaron Judge, when they lost in the championship series last year, said it was a failure. You watch the captain documentary. Jeter doesn't really talk a lot about the, the, the years he won. He's lamenting all the years they lost. That's That's been the standard. If it's changed, they should come out and say that. Now, of course, they're going to lose the public relations battle because fans are not going to be trying to hear that. It's it's almost an admission of failure if you if you say that the mantra has changed. But at least you're being honest. When, when you talk about it's unacceptable and did you do nothing to change it, and then I got to listen to the general manager talk about injuries and about how the analytics department is good. I mean, have you lost your mind? I can't even get mad anymore. So I'll just let y'all get mad. Let's go to Jason in Pinebush. What's up, Jason? Yo, what's up, Ty? How you doing, brother? I'm doing well, man. What's going on? Good, man. I love your shows. I love your work on DNR, too, man. You're you're always a, a stand-up guy, and I love your baseball knowledge. Uh, Appreciate uh, you, bro. Talk, uh, diehard Jets fan and Yankee fan. Appreciate you, dog. Shout out to our guys, DPH on Rothenberg, killing it in the mornings, man. Yeah, Six man. to ten a.m. They, they be killing in the morning, and you do a great job with them in the morning. You're fantastic. Yo, listen, real quick, bro. 
I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, um, I gotta disagree with you and your take on the Yankees. And here's here's my take on it. You're right that the analytics they gotta do better, bro. And you're 100 percent right. That dude just saying that tweet, you're bugging, bro. It is the Yankees standard that says championship to bust. It ain't like the fans are trying to talk about that. That the Yankees themselves organizationally have those standards. But here's what I'm talking about. Yo, we got a couple really bad contracts. Now you can you can get on Cashman about that Donaldson trade. Terrible. Oh, that's a huge contract, big money on there. We got an Albatross contract with John Carlos Stanton. We got uh, Severino coming off the books. I think IKF off the books. I think that if you keep switching general managers and keep switching leadership, then we're just like every other team. We're trying to keep some continuity. We're trying to get money off the books because we're going to make a run at Otani or run at Soto. So I think they know that they're retooling and resetting, but this just happened to be how things shaked out for the Yankees, which almost never works out with us. You know what I mean? Yeah, so here— For me, I don't think he did a great job. Go ahead, sorry. No, continue, continue. Go ahead. Yeah, so I don't think think Cashman did a great job, but, like, in that 2021 season, if you recall— we had like we had like four or five starters go out between like our bullpen um, main line guys, Ben Intendi, a couple of cats went out, um, uh, center fielder went out. We were basically playing nine versus five. I mean, you had Garrett Cole in 2021. You had your best pitcher on the mound in Fenway Park against the Red Sox, and he completely imploded. Like if not winning a championship is one thing. They didn't win a single playoff game that year. But go ahead, continue. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, we we got we got rolled a little bit in in the in the in the department of, of getting hurt and having injuries, which every team has to deal with. But here's what I'm talking about. Like, I would, I would look at the Cashman and the Yankees' ineptitude if they start getting mad nervous and start walking off the line of what we got to do. We had to sign Judge. We know we need outfield help, and there's some outfielders out there. Soto, um, that kid from, I can't remember, the, the Pirates. I don't know if he got traded again. And also uh, Brewers and as well as Otani. We know what we got to do. We know we got to retool with the Yankees. I think Cashman was like, yo, we got these bad contracts. We got to get out of this. Who's responsible for the bad contracts, though, Jason? You're right, though. Who's responsible for that? that (laughs) So it's like, look, I appreciate the call. We talk about bad contracts. He's the guy making it. And by the way, I I would love, we're never going to get the answer to this question. If Hal doesn't step in last year, do the Yankees get judged? Did Brian want to give him a nine year deal? Maybe in the end it doesn't matter. But those are like the little things I, I pay attention to. And look, we all wanted him to re-sign DJ. The Stanton move in real time, I thought, was a, a home run, no pun intended, because you, you got the Marlins to pay for a lot of it. You were adding to a strength, and you, you could never have too many home run hitters on one on one ball club. My, my point is not that he's a bad GM. It's just that maybe the time has come for a, a shift, for a change, for a fresh voice. Like, two things can be true. He is a Hall of Famer as an executive. He is the face of one of the most successful runs, not just in Yankee history, but in sports history. But there comes a time where a change is needed, and this was the best time. And they elected to do nothing. After half the season telling us, you know, we're going to ask tough questions. What were those tough questions? Hey, Nick Swisher, should we keep our manager? Yeah, I think he's a he's a pretty good dude. All right, cool. Really, you're the owner of the Yankees. Like, come on now, Subi's in Midtown. What's up, Subi? Hey, Ty. I just wanted to chime in with uh, Cashman. You know, the problem was he didn't say anything with nuance. You know, he didn't give stats backing his claim. And the problem, and the thing is, is that the fans have all the stats. They have all the players we missed out that went to the Rangers or gave gave into the Rangers. 
or we also have the stats that the trades that did, we didn't make. Yep. And the problem right now is uh, when you watch a Yankee game last year, how many games did they not hit, have five or more hits? And that's the sad part. Imagine paying 300 bucks to go to a Yankee stadium and watch them hit two to three, have two to three hits and maybe one home run here and there. I mean, that's embarrassing. The averages were all around 220. When did you have a Yankee season where the, the average – for the Yankees was around 220 to 250. There was not a single player around 300 throughout the season. So that's all I got to say. Yeah. He goes up 20% on his stats every year going to the next 10 years. Then we'll say that Volpe is the uh, star of this team and Judge is the captain. But we have to wait on that instead of having it on a platter next year. That's yeah, all Volpe, you bring him. I appreciate the call. I actually suggested, you know, Jason Hayward, a player the Yankees should go after, a left-handed bat. And, and look, we've graduated to a point in this sport where batting average isn't looked upon as the end-all, be-all. It's, you know, slugging percentage OPS. But when it's that glaringly awful, as you mentioned, where everyone's hitting 220, it, it's a problem. And you, and you brought up uh, another point. It's, it's, everyone's always hurt. We've seen player regression from all these guys who were supposed to come up and be stars. Like what and Duhar, what happened to him? Like Greg Bird and, and, and even Glaber Torres. Like he, he was solid last year, but what he projected to be after that 2018, 2019, uh, those seasons, it's completely fallen short of that. The bad trades, the guys you should have traded for you didn't, that the guys you, you hung on to because they were supposed to uh, be blue chippers, come up here and completely change your organization just hasn't happened. And then you watch them. They just look boring. They look old, slow, and unathletic. Let's hit Arthur in Long Island. What's up, Arthur? Hey, uh, how you doing? Thank you for taking my call. Appreciate you making it. What's up? Uh, so if we go for Soto or Otani, let's go small. Let's go two, three years tops. Why would they, sign, those? To- Why would they sign those contracts? It, makes, it literally makes no sense. Okay, you got me. Uh, <laughs> well, that was easy. All right. Um, and well, we have to reorganize. Then use our young players. All right, you shut me down. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. He had a Papa Doc moment, uh, 8 Mile, where you know, Eminem starts rapping what he was supposed to rap, and then he gets shut down, and he doesn't know what to say. Yeah, if you're Soto or Otani, then the like the— the best leverage you have is that you're young, everyone wants you, and you can sign a big contract. Why would you take a two- or three-year deal which gives you no security? And especially if you're all tiny and you're already hurt. Yeah, that would make no sense. I'm sorry, but that just was a phone call that did not live up to expectations. Uh, Steve is in Chappaqua. What's up, Steve? Hey, Ty. Number one, you are terrific. You Thank are you, bro. a real good listener. I, I get such a kick out of your show. It's Appreciate you, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate okay. that. The uh, what I take heart from this past uh, season, you know, with the Diamondbacks and the Rangers making the participants in World Series. In twenty one, both teams lost over a hundred games. Mm-hmm. Both teams lost over a hundred games. So you, this is a sport where a couple of key players you can turn this thing around. My question to you, Ty. Who do you want the Yankees to get? Juan Soto. Get Soto, Yamamoto, Blake Snell, Hugh Darvish, Antley, Haywood. 
who who should they? Uh, Juan Soto is the name. Juan, Juan Soto is absolutely the name, and I appreciate the call. Uh, Buster was on uh, the K show yesterday, and he said something along the lines of like he expects, and we'll play the cut for you coming up. He expects Soto to be traded this offseason. That's the name. Like that is the sexy move you make. It it it, it is a perfect fit. A left-handed hitter who does give you some average, obviously gives you some pop. He's young. He's effervescent. Like, it, it's it's the perfect fit for the Yankees. It's just a matter of do they ha- do they have the ammunition to go out there and, and obtain him from San Diego? And are they willing to part with, you know, if necessary, a guy like Jason Dominguez? And to me, I, I, like, maybe I'm looking at this just from a, a neophyte standpoint because I'm not a general manager. I feel like... I, of course, I don't want to give up Jason Dominguez, but I'm also not going to allow Jason Dominguez to stop me from getting a guy who I hope Jason Dominguez ultimately becomes. 800-919-3776. Back to your phone calls when we return. Uh, Connor Hughes at 5 o'clock, so we'll get back to football as well. Still a whole lot to do as we march towards 7 o'clock right here on 9870 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Power and batting average. They also need someone who can help extend or, you know, open this championship window because you look at the last couple years and despite the fact that Judge won the MVP last year, Cole's going to win the Cy Young this year, in this two-year run, you're going to have one playoff series to show for it with the, the performance you're getting out of your two best players. All of those attributes I mentioned is a 25-year-old Juan Soto who at some point you would hope they can lock him up to a long-term contract. But that's the move to make. That's how you improve the team. You pacify the fan base. Everything, I wouldn't say everything gets solved because, you know, the the rotation, there's a a lack of depth there and there are a lot of question marks heading in and into the offseason. You have no idea what you're going to get from Redon. You know, Nestor's coming off of an uh, injury-riddled season. You know, Severino's gone. Montas is gone. Herman's gone. You've got Cole and just you know a bunch of question marks. So there's still a lot of work to be done. But at the forefront of you know how do we blueprint the a successful Yankee offseason? It is going out there and getting that guy. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Aton in Riverdale. Am I saying your name correctly, Aton? Yeah, 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 Aton. Aton. I'm a fan, and then you said something that had steam coming out of my ears. Okay, let's hear it. And it, it, In what universe is Brian Cashman a Hall of Fame executive? He uh, had nothing to do with 96. He had nothing to do with 98. That's Thick Michael. He had nothing to do with 99. He had nothing to do with 2000. That's Thick Michael and the first African-American uh, uh, manager, Bob Watson. They're the ones that had to do it. So you're talking one World Series in 15 years. That doesn't make you a, a, a Hall of Fame executive. You have a 250 on average million-dollar payroll. You're supposed to do that. Any idiot could get a playoff thing going if they have a $250 million payroll last 15 years. I'm sick and tired of hearing about this guy. He is a cancer. He doesn't know what he's doing. He lies. He says he has the smallest, he has the smallest uh, uh, nerd fest. Yeah, with the analytics. It turns out he has the second biggest. He is horrible. I honestly think he's fallen off one of those buildings he likes to climb. He is terrible. (laughs) Ty, come back to me. I'm with you, bro. So here's the thing. I'm with you for the most part, and I appreciate the call. And that's become, like, the topic of debate 
for Yankee fans, like impugning the resume to the extent of like just taking championships away because he's he's now get, getting credit for the work that the predecessors did. And I understand that, but look, the resume is what it is. He's a four-time champion as a general manager, and one time in 96, he was the assistant GM uh, before he came in full-time for Bob Watson. That's what he is. Like, it, it, he deserves credit for that. And whether or not there should be, like, a pie chart created where who deserves most and Brian Cashman's chart, you know, pie uh, chart in that situation is a little bit smaller than the others, then, yes, you can debate that. But his resume is what it is. The Yankees haven't had a season under 500 since 92. I do think that he deserves credit for being able to keep this team in championship contention for as long as they did now, they did have years where we like to forget about it, but they missed the playoffs in, what, 13 and 14 and then again in 16 and then this past year. So we like to pretend that, oh, every single year they're a championship contention. No, they're not. But I do think he deserves more credit than you just gave him. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and defend Brian Cashman, especially from you know what I've seen the last couple years. And I think there is a a, a legitimate reason why he should have been fired and it's no disrespect to him and what he's accomplished it's just they need a fresh voice and what we're watching is a guy who has not been able to adjust to the new area of baseball where analytics is is dominating the sport he has not proven that with a sport dominated by analytics he's able to rise to the top and be a top level executive that hasn't happened what is it, 16 teams now have been to the World Series since the Yankees were last there in 2009? And I keep hearing about injuries, Rangers, bunch of injuries. We made fun of them because they traded for two mess pitchers who were always hurt. They still won the World Series, the Astros. Altuve was hurt. Jordan Alvarez was hurt. They didn't have Verlander before the trade deadline. They still found a way to get to Game 7 of the Championship Series once again, Dodgers, they were hurt all over the place. Still found a way to make the playoffs. They got bounced early, but it's at least they made the playoffs. You mean to tell me with a $270 million payroll, with three wild cards, you're still not capable of putting t- uh, together a team that could make the playoffs? Oh, come on now. Victor's in New Rochelle. What's up, Victor? Yes, it is mind-boggling, isn't it? It is. Indeed. Uh, it, it, re- it really is. Um, I have a question for you. Let me hear if it. Mr. Steinbrenner, if, if Mr. Steinbrenner was still alive, do you think he would be going for this analytics? Well, would he, what do you mean would do he be going he would, for it? Would he embrace would, it? I mean, the sport, the entire yeah, sport he, has. Like, it's, it's what the sport be, has become. Would he be a fan of it? I, I don't know that he would be a fan. I, I would think that if he were smart, he would understand and embrace that this is what baseball is. And it's not about eliminating analytics. It's about finding a way to have the best department available while you can insert, you know, coaches and managers who give that gut and have that gut instinct and reaction and can sometimes deviate from the numbers. I think that the combination of those things is important, but as far as like him completely dismissing it, I think that would be foolish. I would just love to be a fly on the wall to hear the meetings going on between Cashman and Steinbrenner about analytics. Uh, analytics about um, 
Yeah, I would just, I would just love to be well, a fly on the wall. Yeah, I, I get it, and it would be very entertaining. I appreciate the call because he passed away prior to the sport changing. But it's similar to like the conversation that's happening uh, in sports talk in Boston with uh, the Patriots and, and Bill Belichick. Has he been able to, and we know he's the greatest coach of all time, but has he been able to, at his advanced age, adapt to how the sport has changed? And you can either get with it or get lost. There's no arguing that the best teams are analytically run. It's just a matter of, again, capitalizing, getting the best minds in there to run your analytics operation and also having people and former players with experience who can have their expertise permeate the, the, the clubhouse where you're not completely losing guys like Sonny Gray, who we know is a great pitcher, and Jordan Montgomery, who was a really good pitcher, who somehow the Yankees convinced themselves wouldn't make the playoff roster. See how that worked out uh, as far as how he was pitching this year. So I think there is a lot of nuance to it. But, I mean, interesting, like, the conversation. Imagine telling George Steinbrenner about, like, hard hit ball rate. <laughs> that would be funny. 800-919-3776. Still a lot of phone calls to get to. We will transition back to football, talk some basketball as well. Ty Butler going to 7 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN.